Welcome to Season 3, Episode 16 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a fifth season that takes place in the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV that is currently on sale, 60% off until June 9th, and has a free trial up to level 60, with unlimited playtime, and includes the award-winning first expansion, Heaven's Ward. Woo. Today, we are talking about Season 3, Episode 16 of Fringe, Operating System. My name is Nick. Joining me today are David and Charlie. I am David. Hi, I'm Charlie. Why would you feed David? Why would you give this to him? <laughs> so because two things. David needed it. <laughs> if the fifth season does take place entirely in F14, I would love the shit out of that. <laughs> and second, this is not an ad. We are not paid by Squeenix. <laughs> Third thing, the title is not capital O, capital S. Oh, it I know. capital O, lowercase s. I trust me. I know what an OS actually is here, but operating system would be funny as well. <laughs> you mean it's not just Oz, but spelled wrong? We don't know we're not going Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? I'm confused. <laughs> oh, that's the wrong thing. Yeah, that is the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong one. I've had a cider hey, already, guys. How's, 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 where how's, is where how's, is Oz from? Is is it the Wizard of Oz? No, it can't be. It's Alice in Wonderland. It's hey, Alice in Wonderland. Hey, hey, David, how's the Osmium Brick Road right now? Very good. <laughs> Heavy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how's, how's everyone's weeks been? You know, I got a Charlie, dog. What have you been up to? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting so that puppy. happened on like Monday or something, and you've just been like holding that in for a full week? That happened three hours ago as of this recording. Hey. Nice. We just got off with the Toronto Humane Society, and they said, pending a spay, we get a puppy for some hey. money. That's exciting. As as Charlie and I were, or as David and I were discussing, Charlie is now outnumbered in his house. Yeah, yes, more animals than people now this in his is, home. This is a dog in addition to two cats. See how the cats react. <laughs> It's it'll be interesting, I'm sure. Uh, this has been the most stressed I have been since exams. Oh wow! Uh, just because we have been following this litter since they were three days old, and we're told like, "Hey, they were born a couple days ago. I'll keep an eye on them." So we put a little note on the calendar, being like, "Oh, they should be close to being spayed, and we might be able to adopt them." And then some stuff happened, and they weren't all like all their statuses were different. Their spays weren't spays and neuters weren't scheduled yet. And then out of nowhere. The, the mom and two of the puppies went up and were like, oh my god, we don't have an appointment. We're not going to get one. And then we didn't get the email for the, the team's meeting and the appointment today. And we were like, oh my god, like it's just going to get dropped and they're going to be like, guess you don't want a dog. And then they called us and everything was fine. Yeah. Now nice. we just have to worry about puppy-proofing the house. Oh, that's yep. going to be some work. That, that is going to be, uh, that's going to be quite the time, I'm sure. Yep, but to celebrate, idea, like, we, got, we got McDonald's okay. for lunch. Hey! Nice. Oh man, I want McDonald's. Yeah, that's why I said it. You always want McDonald's, David. Yeah, I never not want McDonald's. <laughs> Actually, that's not fucking true. Last time that I came by your house, you didn't want McDonald's. And it hurt. Well, yes, but that's because I had literally eaten right before you came. <laughs> Sorry, and Nick, you you're going to ask McDonald's. Some... You were going to ask oh, no, I was... about... Yeah, I was going to ask uh, if you know like what her temperament is or anything like that. Like if she's going to be like super like hyperactive. Well, they're or, a Capricorn. Like, you know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a Capricorn. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> so am I. Wait, are you both Capricorns? Yeah, because it's like yes. mid-December to mid-January. 
Oh man, the yeah. Western astrology shit makes no sense. There's there's uh, a lot of just random bullshit that I sure. <laughs> uh, we we asked, but the response was she's a puppy. Like she's just going to be two months old, so she doesn't have a personality yet. <laughs> yeah, no you'll, discernible you'll traits have come through. Cute. Yeah, okay. The personality trait is cute. Well, sounds like it will be a very fun, probably also very stressful. Are you yes. guys going to do like the full crate training and stuff? Yes. Uh, that's going to be an ordeal. Uh, dogs. Not, well, crate training is not that bad. Crate training is really not that bad of a thing. And like, it's really, really good. Like, you know, my family's dog is still crate trained and she's 13. Mm-hmm. Really good. <laughs> well, I just mean like it's going to be noisy if she yep. has any sort of like separation anxiety. Or well, anything, that's like, that's why we're gonna, gonna get very crate, noisy. That's why we're gonna crate trainer and simulate like us being out of the house mm-hmm. to specifically yep. avoid getting that dog getting separation anxiety. You got yeah. you got to, especially with the pandemic, where you actually can't leave. Like, yeah, that's that's the fear. Is once everyone starts going back to work, is uh, shelters and stuff are gonna get overwhelmed with people who adopted during lockdowns, and now their dog has separation anxiety and they don't want to deal with it because they're back in the office. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Also, most of the dogs were not properly socialized because the, they came in a pandemic and people didn't yeah. really, you know, go out and meet other people. So, yeah, don't be yeah. that person. If you adopted a dog during the pandemic, see this shit through. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, the, when the pandemic ends, it's going to be interesting just in general. Well, also, we're, we're talking happens. about as if, there's going to, as if there's going to be a single day where they're going to go, yep, everything's good now, instead of a very long, like, median that is going to actually happen. Or we're just going to have a gradient until oh, yeah. one day well, you also, just go. People are already going fucking crazy. Like, there are people like, just losing their minds and partying, throwing raves already. And it's just oh, like, yeah. come on. Come on, guys. Yeah, really? but, but in, in general for society, there's going to be a gradient. Uh, everyone's just going to follow. And like eventually you're going to be like, I guess this is what normal is. Like It's going to be the same thing as when you get sick. And you know how you have those like lingering symptoms that you're like, I still don't feel perfect. And then you get sick again. And you're like, no, I was healthy before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to stay inside for the rest of time. How about that? I'm never going to leave. That, that is, so David, your gradient is just a single color, eh? I like it. <laughs> Also known as not a gradient. It's, it's, it's David's <laughs> gradient, though. Anyways. We, I'm sure um, you guys also have just as exciting news as getting a dog. Uh, David, you go first. Uh, I had a really good session of D&D where uh, <laughs> a lot of what I planned to happen uh, happened and then a lot of things that I didn't plan to happen happened but I think I did a good job as the DM uh, I know one of my players isn't too happy with what oh, happened okay it is our session <laughs> but aside from well, that no, and, and, I'm, and I'm not upset with you in any way David it is <laughs> purely <Wait>. circumstance <laughs> I mean how could you be mad at David for three randomly rolled secrets to all be traitors <laughs> I really hope that out of the ten random secrets that David had, it was only three out of the ten, so that the next seven are going to be like completely okay. Oh, well, I'm replacing. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna replace them. So I'm gonna what swap you them need out to, with new secrets. What you need to do is just um, put all that into a list that can be randomized, and randomize that list after each person rolls for two layers of random. 
Oh, but no, but what if they get the what if we get four traitors, like three traitors, three people with the same secret? Then God willed it. <laughs> Anyways, Ugh. yeah, that's what I've been up to. What about you, Nick? Other than other than being upset that now I have to <laughs> my D and D character has to like you know somehow not die. Nick had a really <laughs> shitty session of D and D. Basically, other in, in other news, uh, just yeah, no, I've been continuing to just work work on my thesis. I've been banging my head against the wall with a uh, machine learning program because I, I don't think that's going to help get... the machine learning program. Yeah, uh, it's my head, not the machine's head, so it's fine. Yeah, and I don't um, think that's going to help. <laughs> The brain damage. Well, to be fair, the, the program currently looks like it has brain damage. I was going to um, say, then he'll be on par with his model. <laughs> the, the model, the model is really, really fucked. Like it's, it's, it's really great. I'll have two images that I'm trying to predict to make them like match and look the same, like have the same orientation and thing. And the predicted image will just be black. There will be nothing there. Um, it'll just erase the entire image, and I'll be like, I got it. And that's all that it does. It's just like I got it. It's entirely black. It's as close as it could be. It's just, oh, it's, it's just wrong. <laughs> so, hey, that's what I've been doing. One day, maybe, it'll work. Or it won't. Or it won't. And then we'll see. I've got, like, you know, um, exactly one month until I have to have my thesis submitted. So, wee. <laughs> but, yeah. It's going to be great. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Get into think... the TV guide. Yeah, let's get into this episode. All right, the TV guide for this episode reads, The team investigates a gang of thieves who can defy gravity. Walter assesses the harm he caused to the fabric of the universe. This, this is... TV guide makes it seem more of like fun heist movie where they can defy gravity rather than what it actually is. Yes. I, I will say I love this cold open. Um... Because it is it's just pretty awesome. <laughs> because because you just you get the amazing just the like so amazing. Oh look, it's a heist movie. They're climbing up the building. Oh shit, they're gonna walk upside down with these sweet ass boots. Like oh nope, and then it rotates around. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Walter getting stoned and talking about the time he slept with Yoko Ono. Well, no, that happens way later. <laughs> no, that, that is the, the cold open? open. That is the first scene we open up on. Is it? Oh. It's that, then the heist? Yup. It oh. is. Oh, shit. All right. For some reason, I was like, that happens like after this cold open. Yeah, that's the cold cool. open it was, was just yeah. so sweet. No, we, right. we open up to Walter getting stoned with the security guard at Massive Dynamic, uh, watching all the security monitors, and Walter also, just kind of rambling about how he's done nothing with all the power of Massive Dynamic except invent Baconberry, a new cupcake frosting flavor. And he fucked Yoko Ono. And he fucked Yoko Ono. <laughs> Back in, like, the 70s, though. <laughs> Which is why Jean Lennon couldn't say anything about it. Yes. The 70s? Okay. So, 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 also, I'd like to point out, like, sure, Walter's the head of the company. He can, he can walk in and just be like, hey, wanna, wanna smoke a joint with me? And, like, that's, that's fine. Or, like, rip a bomb. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, can you imagine the security guard? Just, like, yep, you're, you're CEO of the company. Um... That well, you work I think for, it's, walks I in. think it's implied that he's usually ripping bong hits in there. Yeah, like, that's his norm. <laughs> yeah, it Just, really seems like they've done this more than once. Yeah, but like how does like, the first one go? How how does well, the first one go? Does Walter well, the first walk one in definitely... stoned as fuck? 
<laughs> well, yeah, the first one definitely goes in. Walter Stone, he smells someone smoking pot. So he walks into the thing and was like, hey, can I get some of that? <laughs> I do like how it's like, it's a complete like homemade bong. Like it's made out of a test tube. And like just lab equipment Walter had lying around. Which is unfortunate. Because can, can you imagine if Massive Dynamic put their resources towards building the ultimate bong? Like how insane that would be? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're looking at it. I'm pretty sure Walter has already made the perfect bong, and it turns out it's the most simple design. Uh, the science of a bong is actually incredibly simple. It cannot be perfected any more than it already has been. In fact, by attempting to perfect it, you've made it worse for yourself every single time that you will ever use it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're looking at the screens, and Walter's like, hey, what's that one ornate wooden door that looks completely out of place in a modern like, office building? And no and one secu- goes into it. Yeah, and the security guard's like, that's William Bell's office? And Walter's Dumbass. like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he bursts into Nita's office with all of Walt, uh, with all of William Bell's research uh, notes. And there's some, some funny stuff in there. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think at one point we hear William Bell was researching on the perfect bowel movement. He was obsessed with researching again. the perfect bowel movement. Yes. I, I want to know what that is. Can I get it? I need it. <laughs> Do you? David, if every shit you took was the most perfect shit, like, don't you want that? But what does that mean? <laughs> I think uh, one solid log, uh, minimal wiping, and you feel lighter having let it out. See, that's like, but what I assumed would be that it is the perfect bowel movement in that it completely, like, it is only waste you. being execrate, ex, uh, excreted. excreted. Yeah. There is no, like, waste in your poop. It is there's no just... waste in your waste? Yeah, there's no See, waste in your waste. It is only shit. Like, there is no, absolutely no nutrients in there that your body couldn't absorb. And then there's also the terrifying third proposition of it's just like a colon cleaner. Like... <laughs> <laughs> colon blow. <laughs> oh, it's just a brush. Oh, oh! <laughs> I don't like. It's like, yeah, how, like how, what, what, what was it, what was your what was your research? Well, you see this like weird tube, so you ingest it, and then it expands. You <laughs> see, I was going to the bathroom, and there was a toilet cleaner next to the toilet, and I thought, why not me? <laughs> <laughs> why not shove that scrubbing bubbles up my ass and squeeze real hard? Why not me? I, I well, am basically I w- <laughs> just an extension of the toilet when I'm sitting down, so why not? I went to the bathroom, and there was a toilet brush and a drill in there. And I thought, why not me? <laughs> but yeah, and then he burst into um, Nita's office with all the papers, and is like, the, when William and I worked together, like I thought in ways I didn't know were possible, there was no limitations. Going through these might help me remember how to think like that again, and I can fix everything. Oh, also, uh, Peter and Olivia are back. What, you didn't know? Yeah, they're fucking all the time. (laughs) I have been listening. (laughs) And then we cut to awesome hype. At the Massachusetts Metal Depository. Yep. Yes. Which is a much cooler place. (laughs) Is a much cooler place to assassinate a president from. It's just naturally metal, eh? Only, only nerds get shot from book depositories. 
<sighs> but yeah, these guys are climbing uh, up they're, a building. They're climbing the side of the building. Up of and the then, building, we're pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and then they have, somehow they have, like, stuck boots to the roof. Uh, I would assume there's, like, suction cups or Velcro or something. But yeah, they put these boots on, and they're just walking along. And uh, then a security card shows up, and nope, they are on, they're the, on the ground. <laughs> and it's all very confusing. And then the one guy is at the car, and his buddy is still... Um, just getting his boots on. He gets shot by the security guard and his blood kind of floats up and then he slips out of his boots and he floats up and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Oops. And yeah, that's Play? the cold open. It's really good. It is. It's really fun. I I cannot wait for the behind the scenes for this. Oh. Well, it's just going to be like, yeah, we hung the camera upside down or some shit. Well, even that, but even the the after props where they just have like a floating corpse. Oh yeah, that's yeah. super cool. Yeah, no, all there's, the there's floating so many corpses fun. are so cool. Yeah. Once again, prop department. It feels like they were out in force again in this episode, and oh, it's good. Prop <laughs> department feels like they found a way to make people float. It and really then... does. Like it. It doesn't look bad, and they they stay zoomed in on them for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> The blood looks a little bit weird, but that's because it. Oh has yeah, the to. blood is the blood is so fake. Uh, no, Nick, they actually shot the actor. Well, no, I mean, I mean that it's just it was uh, CG'd yeah. in, like it's no like blood packets or anything. Well, yeah, because you can't have that float up. But yeah, hey man, they could have hung him from the ceiling. Uh, they could have <laughs> constructed that. They could have constructed that entire outdoor set actually had him be upside down. Yes, um, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then just filmed in slow motion for the blood coming out afterwards. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is that blood like that's not a lot of blood? The blood you effect would... looks so cool, though. It I know, but you would expect there would be like a torrent of blood because a man's been shot. Like there'd be much more spilling out of. It. Yeah, not, but not like the five kind of, droplets. So they're kind of experiencing um, what's it called zero g effects, really, right? Because they're lighter than air. It, they they yeah. say they're just lighter than air, but really they they portray it more like zero G with yeah. how they float like, and stuff. It it's sort of like it's like minus point one G. Like it's yeah. it's a very like light force that's making them go up. Right. So then yeah. in that case, like the primary thing that causes blood to gush out is like it it's is moving out, but then also gravity, right? So yeah. it's like, pressure and it's gravity. Yeah. So definitely the initial burst is what comes out, but then it's floating up like that does seem like relatively realistic to okay. follow the rules they've set for how the like the fringe works in this episode. Yeah, it's a super. Regardless, it's a super cool effect and a super cool idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and hey, then we've, after... we've got we've got man balloon. Uh, yeah, man basically. balloon, man balloon <laughs> does whatever a man balloon does, except less because he's dead. <laughs> David, I, I expect Man Balloon in the next D&D session. <laughs> All right. I'm going to turn Nick's character into a Man Balloon. <laughs> you guys are going to get to the Fae and they're going to have balloons, but instead of balloons, they're just people. <laughs> oh. They're just firstborns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Don't what, give what, what, do you, what do you do with their firstborn children? Oh, well, they're, they're really cool at the like parade. The children <laughs> the love The county them. fair. <laughs> You you know the dart balloon thing where you can like get a prize like when oh, you like pop no. the balloon. 
Uh-huh. All our clowns hand them out. Like like fairy clowns? Are they weird? No, no, no. All the clowns you see are fairy clowns. They're the same yeah. thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> Those are our clowns. Uh. Oh, no. Anyways, uh, but yeah, cold open, after, cold open. <laughs> yeah, after the cold open, uh, we cut to Peter uh, trying to break the encryption on a bunch of the um, shapeshifter memory storage disks. Yep. Uh, but he's not having luck, but he has well, found out that he's if having, he, Is he, he not having well, luck he, breaking the encryption or is he just not having luck, like, understanding what it means? Well, well no, he said he can't know, read he, the data. So I don't know if yeah, that means... He, he, daisy-chained, he daisy-chained them all together, and now he can't read the data, but he got way more data by daisy-chaining them all together. Yeah. Which just... I didn't take that as him not being able to like break the encryption. I just thought it was like, it's written in a cipher or something, and he can't break that. Like, he does well, have Well, that's still breaking the encryption. Yeah. Right, right. But I mean, like, not the actual... Like, like what, what am I trying to say? Like, it's not like it's locked on the disk or anything. Like, he can access it. But, like, the actual like, yeah. files or something are written in cipher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, he can open the Word document, but it's, he doesn't understand what's written there. Yeah. He can open but, the Word document, and then you get whatever happens when you try and edit, like, a PNG, like, text, and, like, the text editor. And it's just <laughs> horrifying, like, machine code garbage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Olivia then calls him and is like, hey, there's a great street fair. We should go. I'll swing by your house and pick you up. And he's like, ah, oh, actually, I'm at the gym, not lying to you. Yeah, I, I woke up right early. Now. I woke up early to go to the gym. Why is the gym, like, the number one place to lie to go to? I feel like... people will believe you've been there every single time without you ever have, having to go. Because they don't go to the gym, so there's no way to verify it. And the important thing, the important thing about going to the gym is, um, in general, if you're like, hey, you should just swing by, um, people won't. They're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to see you all sweaty. <laughs> I don't want to have to be pressured into getting a membership by the 50 staff who exist solely to do that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But then we get the, uh, I would argue, the most important scene in the episode. Um, Olivia, they, they agree to meet at the street fair. But oh no, Olivia gets a text from Broyles. And it pops up <laughs> on her center console. But you know, the issue is Olivia's driving and she's a responsible driver. So she can't like physically read the text so what does she do oh i know she'll press the sync button on her fucking forward steering wheel wait eight seconds for it to go say a command and then say read message and then in the sync the text-to-speech monotone voice it'll read out Broyles' text message to her saying that he needs her and the bishops there's a crime scene also just the way that Broyles like the way that Broyles phrased the text is real fucked from that. Where it's like, I need Olivia, you and I the bishops. You. Well, no, I need you, pause, and the bishops. Pause. <laughs> There's been a crime. Pause. Scene. <laughs> you finally figured it out. Pause. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was my autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but I like my first thought upon seeing this was, oh, I guess Lance Radica isn't in this episode. Uh, for whatever reason, but no, he's in the next scene. No, nope. like they could product it's... placement. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie, but the the Ford, whatever SUV is, um, is very important, and we need to know about all of the important features. And this is why I love between like 2005 and like 2015, just the amount of like hilarious car and like commercials that you got in TV shows. 
Well, it's it's important because um, it helps Olivia like not get distracted. It keeps her Ford focused on the road. Um, yes. I wonder if the Ford Focus even existed back in 2011. Who the fuck knows? Whatever <laughs> shitty Ford this is when they had engine problems and brake problems. And we're like, look at Sync. It'll save you. And then everyone went, no, it won't. <laughs> it's quite trash, and in nine, fact. And nine years later, we like, you know, the things that are in the cars are, meh. they haven't really changed that much from that. And instead, they've just got like, you know, other ways that you like hear about your tech. And things. Well, now it's now it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Yeah, and the, the just, cars the cars just need to support that infrastructure. Yeah, and rather than having to have their own, makes sense to have that baked into the phone rather than on the car. Yeah, per I car. think yeah. I think phone manufacturers were tired of okay, we have to accompany this instance. Instead, Android and Apple independently went, we'll make our own, and then you match that. Everyone's happy. Works out. But hey, let's um let let's get to this broil scene. Um, let's get to this get man to see, balloon. Where man we get balloon. to see all four of them looking up at the man balloon. <laughs> and what a man balloon he is! So good. He's just, just floating like up slowly there. pulling down. <laughs> the police officers slowly pull down, and we got a guy taking photos. I love just like the idea of like, yep, this is my job now. Crime yeah. scene photographer. And I'm super <laughs> confused because like Walter. They pull him down, and then Walter checks the pulse, and they, he goes, he's dead. And I'm like, yeah, he was shot. <laughs> Maybe he's Were an alien. Were you expecting him to be alive and just floating up there? And for no one to have checked if he was dead or not as well, Walter? Like, like Olivia nah, Broyles. Just, he was just having a sleepy time. Yeah. Olivia Broyles then interview the security guard, who seems to be taking this way too well. Um... Yeah, yeah, this is the fourth well, person he's shot this week, to be fair. Yeah, no, he's, he is very chill. He was like, he, he knows the exact right responses. Like, listen, he was trying to pull a gun. So I, I feared shot him. for my life. This I saw a weapon com- that Chihuahua com- was going to kill me. I was standing I, my I, ground. There's. If he, <laughs> if I was considering tying, like, normally I just stuck, stick them in the trunk and take them back to the woods over there, but I didn't think that I could, like, tie them to the back of the car and the like, man balloon would go very well. He, he was wearing a ski mask, so I couldn't tell he was white. <laughs> ah. no. Oh, sorry, but was yeah. that too on the nose? It's just too true, too true. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, security guard's like, yeah, I thought he was reaching for a weapon, so I shot him, and then he just kind of floated upwards. It's like, oh, well, did they, did they steal anything? And he's like, well, no, we already checked. Um, we couldn't really tell what they stole or anything. No, preci- no precious metals. Was yeah, what they he didn't said. steal any of the precious metals that we have here. So none of the gold, platinum, silver, and copper, I guess? Probably. Uh, they did find a key card on the dead guy, but uh, the metal depository isn't that up to date and still uses Bolton key, according to the security guard, so... Maybe you should update that and you wouldn't be the target of break-ins. Is that more or less secure nowadays? Key cards versus just a Bolton key? Uh, Well, (laughs) key cards are arguably less secure because it adds a new avenue of attack because they would still need key overrides. Yeah. But, yeah, Yeah, your building is never that secure. As evidenced by the fact that, you know, they decided not to uh, have, like, any sort of security systems on the higher floors. Just on the yeah. bottom floor. 
Burroughs mentions they didn't trip any uh, intruder alarms because they went up to the roof because they can float. And I'm like, what's to stop people from legitimately grappling up to the roof? What we thought was happening at the start of this episode. Yeah. like <laughs> I think it's very difficult to actually like grapple up a building to the point where it's not realistic to assume like that's going to be an attack. But they also technically grappled up to a building just they went from the top to the bottom. I like, would, so, no, the problem with grappling hooks no, is no. always point of attachment. Like, attaching yeah, no, it is were... the most difficult thing. And so trying to get a good point of attachment on the top of a building where you're at the bottom is very difficult. If That's you're fair. already at the bottom and you can, like, literally, like, nail it into the ground or, like, whatever, then you have a very solid point of attachment. You can climb that very well. It's fair the point. actual grapple part that's the difficult <laughs> I kind of wish that they'd gotten away with this robbery because what would have been really great was just, yeah, no, they left a bunch of ropes here that were like nailed into the ground. And that's, that's what you get. It's just, yeah, there's well, a bunch so, of ropes on the ground nailed into the ground right now. Why Weird. would he like, if so later on, we find out that the way, way that guy is doing it, he says he managed to by accident, create a material that's lighter than air, but that's like denser and like more sturdy. And he's injecting it into these people. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just like make a brick of this or something, tie a rope to it, and just let it, let it go so you, the rope would go all the way up, and then you could climb the rope? Yeah. It's no fun. David obviously needs the human element, Charlie. Or uh, <laughs> David. I just like there are so many other uses of this that are but better to rob rob places he's, with. He's in but, also. He's only robbing places because he needs more osmium. Okay. Also, they find out that yeah. they stole a bunch of osmium. Yes, they yes. stole um, a bunch of osmium. At which point they're like, real weird. <laughs> yeah, Walter's like, osmium is practically worthless outside of a few applications. It's fairly rare, but it's not precious by any means. And it also happens to be the densest material metal on Earth. I think by that he means densest naturally mm -hmm. occurring material or metal. Most likely. Because uh, after playing a couple of rounds of Overwatch, I know a few denser things. <laughs> Fuck you, Charlie. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the idiots we play against. Also uh, you. Oh. Rogue also, seemed real ch Hog seemed real chill. Also, in case you're wondering, how much do you think um, one Osmium Metal Cube that weighs 22.59 grams is? Uh, $250. Canadian or U.S.? Um, U.S. dollar. I two hundred U.S. Thousand. Um, it is one thousand two hundred seventy-five dollars. Okay. Oh no! Wait, sorry. That is yeah no yeah that is twenty-two point five nine. Is one thousand two hundred seventy-five dollars from Lucitaria huh. Science. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's it's not it's a, it's a rare metal. It makes sense. It's going to be expensive. Oh, yeah. Also, because um, all those rare metals are worth a lot, like palladium right now. Oof. Yeah. Well, that's because we're using it all up. Like, <laughs> the price is just going to continue to go up. Um, uh, that's besides the point. Um, where are we now? Uh, we're at the cool scene where Walter is trying to, like, secure the body, and it keeps floating <laughs> up. And so they push it down, and he floats back up. And like, well, so okay. Before before that, we get our mysterious bad guy, who's um, the the like head honcho behind all of this, um, who is leaving his job at work and sees no, one no, of the no. two robbers. 
it water, no, comes... Walter no outside of the metal depository they're oh, examining the body because yeah. Walter also looks at the calf muscles on the dead guy and goes wow these are super atrophied yeah. astronauts lose muscle weight like this but this is irregular because his upper body is like toned like he has muscle mass up there he's, he's been getting jacked at the gym he skips leg day yeah, it's very weird that only his uh, calf muscles are bad. Everything yeah. else is good. Well, just imagine you can go to the gym, and can you imagine how many pull-ups you could do if you weighed less than air? <laughs> yeah, but then you wouldn't be exercising I mean, but you'd either. Still, you'd still be doing pull-ups. <laughs> you'd just be pulling yourself towards the ground. Yep, but probably very easily. <laughs> uh, if you weighed less than air, yeah. If I weighed a couple <laughs> grams, yeah. Oh. But yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, we, and we yeah, get then we cut to bad the, guy. Yeah, the meeting in the parking garage coming out of an aerodynamics company. Man with the mustache. That Man with the awful, awful mustache. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the. Uh, but yeah, we, we get. Oh, sorry, go. Go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead. Nope. Nope. All, All right. right. Fuck you. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, basically, they just have their their meeting of like, hey, this this stuff is like, there, there's weird stuff happening to me right now. I thought you said this was permanent. I got I got you the things. Do you do you want it here? And the guy's like, no, 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 no. Meet me at the warehouse. It's, you know, a little bit suspicious if I take a package from you in front of my office with a coworker. Also, you look like <laughs> shit. What the fuck's wrong with you? And the guy's like, I don't That's know. The- <laughs> That's just the side effects. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of side effects to this, um, but don't worry. uh, Thanks to your sacrifice, other people will survive. Oh well, we don't get that maniacal speech yet. No, not not yet. yet. Not quite yet. I thought that's what he said to him here. Not no, that's when he dies. Okay, okay, okay. He he just says, "Hey, meet me at the lab, and everything will be okay." And then goes back yes. and is like, oh, hey, co-worker, everything's okay. I'm not a criminal. You know that thing I tell you every day after work. I'm not a criminal. <laughs> ha ha ha. I'm not committing any crimes. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to work. <laughs> uh, and then we cut back to the lab where they're kind of starting. They don't do an autopsy on him. They just start to pull blood work. And Peter is looking through William Bell's files. And there was a file called a personal flotation device, which includes <laughs> shoving a balloon probably up your ass where it is inflated at some point don't know how that you makes you swallow float. it too <laughs> i feel yeah. like that's just his like that's just his fetish at that point <laughs> like <laughs> it was to aid in the research of the perfect bowel movement yeah well, yeah no because it's a brush <laughs> oh. oh god <laughs> It's just, uh, I, I would love if the at the end of like that all that research is like yeah so we sold it all to a sex uh, toy uh, company because we couldn't <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> but um, yeah, they do some. It appears. That... <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, they do some blood work on the guy, and there's no gaseous chemicals in his bloodstream, but his white blood cell count is low, so it seems like whatever was making him float also attacked his immune system. Yes, that's definitely what's happening. Definitely nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did also hilariously tie the body down so it can float above the the table. Oh, it's so good. I love I love what they do with the the, the whole autopsy thing is amazing for the Like I'm wondering <laughs> do they have him on some sort of like like on winch? Wire? 
Yeah, and but they have a just a natural amount of give. So if you push it down, it ratchets back up to a neutral position. It's on bungee cord. Maybe, but it, it's too like it's too gentle to float back up. So it's it's really good. What, whatever they did, props to you, property department. You you did good things. The property master was real real good on this one. <laughs> so weird to say property. <laughs> it is. Uh, Astrid did find that. Um, oh no! Astrid tells Olivia that the sketch drawing of the second assailant. He's not in the FBI system, but Olivia has a lead, and she found that the key card is for a warehouse in some district of New York. I can't be bothered to remember. And uh, Olivia and Peter, Peter are like, "Oh yeah, let's go for a ride." And Walter's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I bet you are." I bet used to fuck your I mom. Used to go for long walks. <laughs> I used to bet fuck you're your gonna mom ride in the park. something. <laughs> oh, we're, we're we're back to Walter being just insanely horny at all yeah. times. <laughs> horny for his son. That's... Which I understand so how that's family sounds. dynamic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then we go to the warehouse, and oh boy, uh, the other thief whose name is Bill, uh, he's bleeding out of his eye. Which not isn't a good, so good sign, generally. Generally not. David, was this when you went, oh god, no? Or was it later? Yeah, what was your what the fuck, what the fuck? Oh, the very end. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. That I was fine sense. with all of this. This was fine. We, we've seen worse in Fringe. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> bit surprised. True. I was like, huh, this is weird. Wonder what's, <laughs> wonder what's so fucked for David. But yeah, this is where the doctor's like, oh, you're a pioneer. It, the experiments being done on you will make sure that everyone can withstand gravity, can defy gravity without any side effect. Yep. But now die. Die for, die for well, my no, science. He's, he's, getting, he's getting another solution ready to pump into the guy. Um, ah, it was a bluff. And... He knew he was going to die. <laughs> he goes, ah, shame, you're dead. Let me go cut off your feet. Well, so so I like to imagine that he um he he walks up and he starts to inject it into the guy and then the guy dies and he's like, "See, spring. There's nothing nothing wrong in here. <laughs> Nothing's going in." Uh, but back at Walter's lab, uh, the other body just like slams down to the ground and Walter's like, "Ah, cool. Don't know why it did that, but like he's randomly losing buoyancy, I guess." He's like, "All right, Astrid, Hop this grown man's dead body up on a table by yourself. <laughs> Which you immediately, like, like, dead waiting on someone makes it really hard for you to pick them up. And, like, that dude's easily, like, what, 180, 200 pounds? Oh, maybe? yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I, like, he's probably not, a little bit less with the man. leg he's atrophy. Pretty, he's pretty bulky looking. So I wouldn't even expect Astrid to be able to do that by herself on a normal body. But this body has somehow gotten even more dense uh, to the point Walter can't even lift him up. So he's like, test for osmium. Uh, and Astrid's like, you think a dense metal is making him float? And Walter's like, I don't fucking know. Just lift him up. Nothing makes, <laughs> nothing makes sense. I don't understand what's going on anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, going to the warehouse, Olivia and Peter decide to play a game called Full Disclosure where they hold their secrets from each other. Except Peter is holding secrets from Olivia. Can't wait to see how this blows up in his face. Yeah. How could how could anything weird happen from this at all? How could this brand new happy happen. relationship go bad? But it's not Olivia like Peter starts... has a, it's, 
Well, Olivia bitches about how Peter rubs her back and she doesn't like it. Well, like, listen, I, I, I appreciate the gesture, but also you're fucking burrowing into my back. Stop. <laughs> but she says it so weirdly. She's like, like, that's not something you need to be able to do, like, oh, full disclosure thing. That's just going, hey, babe, you're rubbing my back kind of hard. Can you just rub it softer? Or not at all, please. Yeah, and then I just don't like back rubs right now. And then that's it, and it's done, and it's over with, and you don't have to play a quote-unquote cutesy game in the car with your partner. Like, you shouldn't you have to... Because. You shouldn't have to play full disclosure is the thing, and that's a full, red flag in this relationship yeah, already. Full, full disclosure sounds like a weirdly, like, unhealthy red flag. Like, Full disclosure, full disclosure, you're the last one in the lab that I've slept <laughs> That includes Gene. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh. What, that wasn't amusing? Oh, boo. Oh, am I milking this too much? All right, Charlie's off the podcast. Free. Right. I'm free. Mute. <laughs> and he's gone. Hey, David, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad we freed nice. the house elf, though. Um, yeah, I know. And we don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is great. I can't even hear him anymore. The, the, <laughs> so, the magic of Discord mute button. It's so great that Nick can't hear me say I'm going to break into his house and delete his ML model later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Charlie, how's it going? <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought I was muted. I, I brought you back, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> well david right. wouldn't server mute you so you know i had to do i had to do what i could what are we doing at where are we in this episode <laughs> uh bill's having his foot cut off okay yeah and then the doctor uh books it out of there uh when he notices that olivia and peter are uh, coming to investigate the warehouse and when they walk in, they see Bill hoisted up on some chains and his foot cut off and, like, samples are being taken. Uh, and, they, oh, hey, look, there's a freezer door that's open. Let's go investigate. Oh, my God, there's, like, 20 dead bodies in here. There is an uncomfortable oh, no. amount of dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> this was the second moment in the episode that I thought maybe David was saying, oh, God, too. Nope, nope, very end. Nope. Yeah. Again, uh, we've seen worse things in Fringe. <laughs> They do make note, uh, they, they call like an FBI forensics team down, and they do note that all the bodies in the warehouse had a toxic level of osmium in them, which is, excuse me, probably what killed them. Um, yep. But also, hey, uh, of there's eight bodies in there. They found eight wheelchairs, and all of them suffered from muscular dystrophy. So it's the, the muscular atrophy is what, Sorry, the dystrophy caused the atrophy in the legs, not the the gravity uh, yeah. rejection. Wait, they all have a condition that causes them to have weaker legs, so they were probably wheelchair bound, um, and then they were given magical gravity defying powers. Yes, and Peter's with like they no, probably volunteered no for this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're wheelchair bound and someone's like, "Hey, do you want to fuck gravity?" <laughs> Do you want to be the Wicked Witch of the West and defy gravity? Go for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So and they do I make would... that note of being... Sorry, go. I was just going to say, they do make that note of like, yeah, no, these were all probably willing participants that like, you know, just didn't realize what bad things could happen. 
Um, the next scene, I was very confused because I was 90% sure they were playing wheelchair basketball. Same. Yeah. And then went, hey, why didn't, why didn't that dude take the shot at the end? Why are they playing with a volleyball? Um, no, they were playing wheelchair rugby. Oh. On a basketball court. And I was very to confused. To be fair, you're not, you're not playing I, wheelchair rugby on like grass. Like You're not playing that on the <laughs> Hey, <laughs> hey. That's full, true. An, an additional level of full disclosure, I didn't know wheelchair rugby was a thing. Wheelchair rugby, Neither did I. That's super wheelchair cool. rugby is also known as murder ball um, because of how vicious it is. <laughs> I, I have a theory because have you ever seen wheelchair basketball be played? Yeah. I've played wheelchair basketball. It's a good time. It is also extraordinarily violent. I have a theory oh, yeah. that <laughs> the people playing wheelchair sports on regular acknowledge that they don't have use of their legs. So they don't give a shit because it's like can't get paralyzed twice kind of deal. Because holy fuck. Like, I you mean, think basketball they... is a contact sport at, like, the NBA level. It is so much rougher. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, but yeah. Charlie, they could get paralyzed twice. They could get paralyzed higher. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's then always you coach. possible. To... <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> oh, man. That is a terrible career path. He was the greatest player, and then he. He turned that para into a quad, and now he's a coach. <laughs> oh. There's a, what's it called? Uh, there's a director, um, I remember, who directed, he was telling a story how he directed, like, a really sad sports movie as his first movie, and then for the rest of, like, for the next year, he only got scripts that were sad sports movies, <laughs> or, like, sad, and, like, to the point where, like, he he'd looked at the title of a uh, script, and it was just, like, a female name. And he just called his agent and went, all right, what's the sport? What's the animal? What, what, what is this? And the agent <laughs> just went, well, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's horse racing, and the animal is a horse. It's, it's soccer, and it's a chicken. And <laughs> at that just... point, you continue reading the script. <laughs> There's no rules in FIFA saying a chicken can't play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, yes, there is. It says the players must be humans. <laughs> Does it in FIFA? All I guarantee you, any any sport, the rule, the understanding of the rule is that players are people. Yeah, and but are that's human beings. That's the plot of Airbud. I know, and I'm saying no Airbud is wrong. <laughs> I'm saying no reasonable interpretation of the rules says that a golden retriever can play whatever sport. All right, guys. So wheelchair rugby. Uh, Airbud could play so, wheelchair rugby. He would probably just die. Let's get let's get back to the wheelchair rugby and how that that opposing team ain't got no D because uh, they're newbies and they're still they're sad all... about the loss of their leg. Yep. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but um, the doctor guy is hanging out watching and he's like cheering on one of the players and he's like ah you're doing really good like yeah um and then he starts immediately preying on one of the people in the audience yeah and the guy's like oh i'm not healthy enough to to play and it would take a miracle but i stopped believing in fairies and leprechauns oh i went looking I went looking for the end of the rainbow. All I found was disappointment. <laughs> what about a man with a mustache and some <laughs> questionable drugs? <laughs> Couldn't even find Shambhala. 
and to play basketball and then tell Doctor Strange how to get his hands back. Yeah, everyone remembers that beginning of Doctor Strange. It was quite <laughs> the movie. Okay. Um, let's swap back to um, Walter and Astrid uh, back in the lab after, you know, definitely no new recruiting of, uh, of test subjects. Um, where they are taking a look at the solid osmium that Walter extracted from a lot of blood. Like, a lot of blood. <laughs> and he didn't extract it, like, cleanly. There, there's a, a funnel, and there's a lot of blood on the outside of those jugs. <laughs> and also, like, why is... The body is still floating at this point, right? No. It, no. it sank in the last in the last one. Yeah. Well, I know, I know it... it thudded but i thought he came back up again at some point briefly um i think he did at the very end of that scene but it i think the implication is that he's fully uh sunk by now okay especially now that they've drained all the especially now that they've drained all the osmium out of him because i was gonna say wouldn't that blood be trying to escape out of the jugs right now that would be a cool effect. I wonder if they tried to convince props to do that and just have a whole bunch of floating jugs of blood well, just on wires. I think you could do that pretty... Well, I assume... I assume probably if they use heavy enough jugs, just be the blood floating in the jug would be a cool effect, especially if it's weakened. And you could probably do that just by using, like, water or something and just pretending yeah. like it's full of air, right? Yeah. Like, that wouldn't be a too hard of an effect to make. But in the meantime, uh, Peter and Olivia are trying to find out a common connection between the victims, and there really doesn't seem to be one. They all have different insurance providers, different hospitals, different doctors. Uh, and so they decide to go for pizza, which isn't code for bang in the car before getting pizza. <laughs> Never. Not even one. <laughs> and as they uh, are leaving, oh, look, they run into Nina. And Nina is super happy that they got together. And is is totally not pushing it because she knows Peter's going to have to choose a universe and an Olivia at some So she's being super chill about this whole thing and isn't like, oh, yes, you should bang her more. Fall in love with her more. I'm so excited that you guys are together and that our universe might survive. Sorry, did I say that last part? I didn't mean I, to. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, anyways, I gotta go. Hey, Listen, hey Peter, I gotta go I bang think your dad. No, sorry, broils. <laughs> Hey, Peter, I think you made the right choice. Remember, Olivia is the correct choice. If you have to choose, choose this Olivia. This Olivia is the correct one. <laughs> and you will snap out of your trance now. Then she stabs him. Oh, sorry, I just came back from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she gives Peter some readings on shapeshifters. And Olivia's like, oh, I didn't know you were ins investigating him or in them. Full disclosure, I guess. Huh? Huh? No blowjob for you in the car. <laughs> she storms off. We're going to skip foreplay this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the punishment is no foreplay. <laughs> it's weirdly a punishment for Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's because this Olivia is super clinical about sex, though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but hey, let's just go back to, like, once again, Walter and uh, Astrid in the lab, where um, everything's going wrong for Walter. He can't figure out why these why this metal is doing this. Um, there's no licorice in the vending machine. Um, all he gets are mints. Um, Which, for some reason, he decides... Just... 
He decides to <laughs> drop into a bottle of not Coke. Well, no, he's explaining that the fundamental concept, constants of the universe are going wrong. And you know what? We need another demonstration. Lab demonstrations are the best part of Fringe. Um, so here, Astrid, you get to clean this up. <laughs> well, he pops it in and he's like, oh, I'll get a mop. And she's like, no, I'll get a mop. Fuck. Astrid's probably had a long week at this point. Like, a long Ooh, three yeah. seasons, even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Walter... It goes on a rant to me and he's like, if we could get Bell back, look at his research on soul magnets. Remember soul, soul magnets? Oh, it was well, in the also, in- intro the previous, and last episode. And- the previously on on this episode was just a giant clue. The previously on I went soul magnets. Yeah, the previously on is just like, hey, soul magnets. And then, hey, hey here's this bell, Nina. <laughs> Don't worry about it. They're not connected. And I went, oh, fuck. I'm an idiot. What? No, no. <laughs> No. Like <laughs> I needed that bell to mean nothing. <laughs> Very upset. And of course it would be a bell. Piece of shit, William <laughs> Bell. I did 100% forget about the entire soul magnets thing. I remembered I remembered the ending of this episode, but I forget. I forgot about the soul magnet. So when David was making fun of it, I was like, ha ha ha, funny joke. And then he's like, I'm a Dumbo. And I was like, oh shit, you are a Dumbo. <laughs> Soul magnets. I have a Dumbo. Uh. But hey, but, um, yeah. As as, we... as Nina says, there's no bringing uh, there's no bringing Belly back. Um, just just let him die. Stop caring about these soul magnets, Walter. We'll figure it another way. And you That's know what that other way is? Is uh, cutting to somebody's basement and injecting them with an unknown osmium compound to make them float. That's how you yes. bring William Bell back to life. And it's completely, you know, it's it's a completely harmless procedure. Nothing bad's going to happen to the guy. And look, he can walk again, sort of. Yeah. I also like how they go out of their way to show you that this guy used to play sports. He used to be active because there is a set of golf clubs, a bicycle, and a football all in this guy's basement, all in the background. Yes. Oh, yeah. Lots of random sports equipment. Also, a full pool set that is up in the rafters that seems very inconvenient. He probably doesn't fine. play very often anymore with it with yeah. it all put away like that. So there is a Charlie, poker remember, table out of now. out of out of sight, out of mind, uh, up there on the ceiling. But yeah, dude starts floating and he's all happy, and so the doctor's like, "Here are your new lead boots. Wear these, or you'll float off into space. Wear <laughs> these, or you'll die." <laughs> and he's like, "Cool, um, but this won't be permanent, so you need to become a felon now." It's a shame that it's a shame that I'm out of material now that I've what? given you this dose. Yeah, this and is now you'll all have to do something for me. So predatory. It just like, man, <laughs> wish I could make it permanent though. Ah, well. Ah, uh, if only I could uh, get more of this osmium stuff located at this warehouse, and I know the security well, no. guard goes off shift at this time. Well, he doesn't need the osmium well, now. He needs the other. He needs the other he element. Oh, lutetium. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, what is it? Lutetium. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Oh. How much does it go for? Um, it does not naturally occur on Earth, so yeah, a so lot probably more. quite a bit. <laughs> Let me see if the Let's... Lucitera. All right. So um, um. Yeah, you guys do that. We cut yeah, from it's one of the rarest, most expensive of the rare Earth metals, with a price around ten thousand dollars per kilo. Yep. Damn. 
Um, but so he manages to get a new fucking uh, dude to rob things for him. Because, um, <laughs> you know, he's a terrible human being. But we then move on to the Fringe team? The lab? I believe so. Um, you yes, don't... yeah, we're, we're back. Okay. We're back with them melting. Uh, sorry, we're we're back with them melting uh, the metals in you know the way that you should be melting your metals uh, with liquid nitrogen. I can get ten grams of ninety nine point nine five percent pure lutetium metal for thirty five dollars. Oh, nice! Oh yeah, no, Luc- Lucitaria science once again being awesome. <laughs> I kind of want to buy some stuff. <laughs> Um, anyways, you yeah, know, they're melting, they're melting the, uh, the metal, um, uh, because Walter's like, nothing, nothing fucking makes sense anymore. Um, like, I, well, you know, if this dense, but, this dense material makes some, it's super light, I bet it will melt with super cold. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it nitrogen does. Go. I'm expecting that this was actually gallium that they were using here. Um, and that they just like put some steam on it and it melted because oh, gallium's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Uh, Gallium is one of the uh, like really um, low melting point ones. So, yeah, if you've well, ever yeah, seen it that video, in your hand. Uh, if you've ever seen that video of like, oh, this acid is so strong, watch it melt this spoon. Um, that's water, warm water in a beaker and a gallium spoon. Yeah. Yes. Because hey, if that acid is strong enough to melt through a stainless steel spoon, why isn't it melting through that glass beaker? Because glass is stronger, obviously. Yeah. Uh, glass is incredibly non-reactive. Uh, yeah, it would actually so, not react too much with the acid. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, no, gallium melts in your hand and in your mouth. Don't don't uh, put it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, don't. I uh, it, it will hurt you. Uh, <laughs> Do not eat metal. Do not eat metal. Even even kind. in liquid form. Do Just not don't eat metal. Eat metal. <laughs> You Except get enough iron. Food. You get enough iron in your food. You don't need to be eating metal. <laughs> All right. Now that that's out of the way, uh, um, they notice. Um, both Walter and Astrid notice that there's some weirdness. Uh, the metal appears to be in about two different colors, and they're like, "Hmm, there must be a second thing that they've me- that they've mixed it with." And this uh, is obviously they... a compound. Yeah, uh, and they determine. I believe during the scene that they determine it's lutetium, though that might be the next uh, Walter and Astrid scene that we get. Yeah, but they uh, they figure out it's lutetium, and then there's some discussion or with the uh, rest of the fringe team where Olivia's like, "Well, Walter, if I wanted to get lutetium, where would I get it from?" And Walter's like, "Well, probably meteorites." <gasps> do you think they're aliens? <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. We do nope, go that's... back to aliens. It's not where I was going, Walter. If I wanted to get it now, here on Earth, where would I go? He'd be like, um, probably the Space Museum, I guess? Science places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they have a great collection um, of meteorites. Um, and yeah, uh, we do, during the middle of all of this, uh, cut back to Mr. Mustache, um, who is tucking his son in to say for, for bed that night. Yeah. Um, as he's heading back to the lab to continue doing some work at midnight. And, as you do. You know, as you do. Um, and hey, it's the same kid that we saw playing uh, playing wheelchair rugby earlier. Yep, so uh, that's his kid. It's his kid. That's why it wasn't weird when he uh, started just when the, the kid came over and talked to him earlier. Yep, there was nothing bad about that interaction. The rest of the interactions were bad, though. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
but hey look he's definitely doing this for his kid that's that's what this is for um yep and that and obviously completely uh removes him of any guilt. any bad things yeah yep. exactly yep 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 um so uh we sort of cut in between now the fringe team rushing to or heading towards to the museum essentially to like get their security locked up as mr mustache and his goon are going to rob it <laughs> his poor unwitting goon <laughs> yeah and he's like guiding the guy through because obviously he's floating and he's got a little bit of a weighted belt to keep him low but he they scan some meteorites and the guy's like okay cool now drag me out of here and he's like nope you're on your own bye well no no we, you, you missed a few things uh, the uh, dude basically opens the front door. They move in, and like we cut to the fringe team arriving, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got the security going. They said that they'll be fine." And be like, "Oh wait, there's literally a robbery happening right now. <laughs> Let's go shut that down." And that Listen, sort we of got, or we got they, cams yeah. on every single door. There's no way that they could have gotten in. At which point they're like, "Did you try the route, like uh... at all?" <laughs> Why so does no team, one check their roofs? Fringe team rushes in, and the sort of fringe team arriving uh, alerts uh, Mr. Mustache and his goon. And uh, his goon, who's kind of stuck there, you can see Mr. Mustache is thinking, and he's like, all right, let's go, and he just rushes off. And the goon's like, wait, whoa, I need you uh, help? And uh, at that point, fringe team rushes in. Uh, Mr. Mustache is sprinting away. Goon panics, takes off his belt, and just floats off doesn't realize that there's an open ceiling above him that just leads to space <laughs> yeah. and he starts panicking because the one warning the mr mustache did give him was like make sure you're weighted down otherwise you will just fly up to the atmosphere <laughs> you will just die yep presumably, unlike you know when you die later <laughs> presumably die from asphyxiation that high up right um or, or just exposure or- the uh, hypothermia and exposure, yeah. That's not a nice way to die. So he's panicking. Or, uh, or goose. You would, you would pass out <laughs> from oxygen loss first. Unless a jet came by and sucked you up like a goose. <laughs> Charlie got the reference. <laughs> but he's sort of like uh, freaking out. He manages to grab onto a uh, like spacesuit or something that they have hanging up there. And then Peter is instantly on top of things, rushes upstairs and tackles the dude. <laughs> and they fall to the ground, crashing into a glass table. Um, and meanwhile, Olivia has caught Mr. Mustache at gunpoint. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mr. Mustache does not attempt to pull a weapon out, so he doesn't get shot. He's smart. And fortunately, it's Olivia there and not the security guard who would just have shot him anyways. <laughs> yeah. It's cool because he yeah. like keeps running and she's like, stop. And he's like, fuck you. And then she shoots the door and she's like, no, really stop. And he's like, yeah, no, I think I'll stop. Like, all right, all fair right. enough. <laughs> you I got didn't me. die to that one bullet, so it's fine. You got me. Um, and we cut to the dude in prison, which I thought was interesting. Because uh, we normally <laughs> yep, don't no get in that. between. Yeah, and it's just the dude's in prison and his son's there. And his son's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> um, Not cool. I, uh, what, what, what did you do? And he's like, well, I hurt a bunch of people, but I was trying to fix you because you need fixing because you're Cause broken. You're broken. And the kid's like, yep. well, what the fuck, first of all? 
I'm not broken. I don't need to be fixed. Like I am. Like, I was happy knowing that I had a dad who loved me. You know, like for I who I, I am. Did. Yeah, <laughs> I went to bed every night knowing my dad loved me, and that was enough. But apparently, that's a lie, and he just leaves. <laughs> later, later, father figure, or used to be. Later, Mister Mustache. <laughs> um, and uh, Walter comes to the dude, and he's like, "How did you do it?" How did you make two of the most dense metals turn to lighter than air? And the dude's like, I didn't do anything. It was an accident. I put them together, they made a molecule, and it was lighter than air. And I went, fuck yeah, let me put that in people. <laughs> <laughs> Not, you know, build like some sort of like exoskeleton or anything. Nope, just put it in people. Oh my god, yeah, you would put it in like every car. It, think of the applications you could have for a... He's an aeronautical engineer. Exactly! He was hired to yep. do this! Yep. Why oh, no, would, there's some, uh... There are so many... Think space travel. Like... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> this rocket is very sturdy. It also will float on the launch pad. Yeah, you it will also float to up to the upper atmosphere without any, like, fuel usage. And then all we have to do is take our giant winches to bring it back down. We have space elevator now, guys. Basically. <laughs> like, you can just build a space elevator with that as well, because you could use it as the <laughs> counterweight up in the low atmosphere. Like, oh, this yeah. dude went full comic book villain. <laughs> like he, did, he didn't want to cure cancer. He wanted to make dinosaurs. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. This is an amazing invention. That's, uh So many different applications that are just wasted. But, um... Yeah, Walter is not visibly not pleased with this answer. Uh, at first, you kind of assume it's just because, wow, this guy is a fucking hack. But uh, we later get a scene where he arrives at Nina Sharp's office and he's like, whoa, uh, I know how he did it. I know what's wrong. Nina's like, oh, yeah, you caught him. Did he explain? He's like, no, I did it. It was all my doing. <laughs> I'm the genius. <laughs> when I broke the universe's, uh, like, membrane 25 years ago uh the effects are starting to happen now the fundamental laws of physics are breaking apart and we we need to fix it but i don't think i'm smart enough i literally have parts of my brain cut out i don't think i can do this we need yeah we need william bell he's like yeah william bell told me about these soul magnets and how you would need to essentially like put this person under all of these like special like diets or regimens and you would need to like have like a special person attuned to this but if you could have the soul magnet you would just need to activate it and that would wake the person up and he looks at nina it's like like i think it's oh, yeah. you yeah um but peter and olivia have a brief conversation where uh peter's like oh hey also i've been lying to you i've been studying yep. the shapeshifter stuff but uh I have full disclosure i'm telling you now i can trust you i guess Here's my lab. Take a look. I yeah. killed all those shapeshifters. You know that serial killer you were hunting down? That was me. Yay. Oops. Turns out I'm better at your job than you are. You know how you guys thought you had a traitor? Just me. <laughs> but yeah, in the in the office, um, Walter like gets the bell that uh, William bequeathed to Nina and his will and like rings it. And he's like, this is the trigger to bring his consciousness out through the soul magnet and so he rings it and he's like is that you william are you inside nina like we've always been all these years ago <laughs> oh. and nina's, and nina's like, just like no you dumbass it's just it's, me 
And then, hey, we... back my bell now, please. (laughs) We cut back to uh, Olivia and Peter in Peter's secret lab. And Olivia's not feeling too good, and she kind of, like, stumbles around, and she hears that bell ringing um, in her ear. And then she looks at her face, and Peter's like, yeah, I can't decode these, though. There's some key that I need to, like, get the data into, like, plain language. And Anna Torv, as Olivia Dunham, as Leonard Nimoy, as William Bell says, Oh, the decoder key's in my office, Peter. It's so good to see you again. Which I thought Anatorv did a really good job here. Oh, no, Anatorv does an amazing job. did do a really good job. (laughs) Holy shit, Anatorv. Yeah, that's that's his voice. You're you're fucking doing it. You you nailed it. So, yeah, soul magnets are real, and they work, and William is inside Olivia's body. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We get another uh, instance of people possessing another person in Fringe. Yep. Oh, um, wow, David, you're going to hate this next episode clue. But that is our episode. Uh, uh, very <laughs> exciting. Basically, that scene happened, and then I went to our like Discord channel, and I started typing, what the fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> Isn't it great when they can call back things from season one, like they did also last episode, and it just like works? Well, it's just like, bullshit. Oh. What the what the fuck? <laughs> Fucking William Bell and his stupid goddamn bells. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so annoying. Uh, the Observer yeah. is among the crowd at the crime scene outside of the Massachusetts Metal Depository in the opening scene, and the glyphs for this episode spell out Earth, which uh, the people are floating away from Earth. They're talking about some Earth metals. Like different rare, rare Earth metals. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. All right, David, you, you ready for one that is going to make you upset, but also I bet uh, you could guess right now? I don't think I could. Just <laughs> just lay it on you. All yeah. right, so re- remember how last episode we were in a children's daycare, and y- you know how they had, like, the science room and things, right? Where there was, like, science stuff on the board and stuff. You know, it was one of those science things that was on the board. <laughs> there, was a, there was a periodic table on the on one of those boards there. You know what that periodic table definitely had on it? Because it was a periodic table. Osmium. osmium That's and, not a hint. That's just a periodic you. table. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did I, uh... it's, it, it's lazy, but it works. <laughs> That's a... No, it doesn't. It would have been better if like osmium was like circled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like anything. Like, yeah. It's but just, yeah, no, it's just uh well, I don't even know if Osmium is visible in this shot. I'm sure Osmium is visible in one of the shots, and I'm sure Lutetium is visible in one of so the shots. So they, uh, they talked a lot about elements in the next episode, so we tried to get something really like uh rarer that no one would ever see before. Yeah, the periodic table of elements. Like you wouldn't just have that in any labs ever. Why would you have that? Alright, well you'll be happy because like... I I don't think next episode has a next episode clue. It's okay. I get to make one up is what that means. That oh, just right. makes me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, it's it's important to note. We know that there were definitely some next episode clues that were like, yep, that makes sense. So they are still doing them. <sighs> they must have got the intern do it or something this, this week. Maybe. Uh... <laughs> Same person who wrote the TV guide. 
I, I need to just find a website that's just the fringe next episode clues, and I bet it doesn't exist anymore, and that's just the worst part about hey, it. Hey, you need to make that website. <laughs> but half of them are lies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make up half of them. They're going to be lies. Exactly. Listen, if no one's ever heard about the podcast or know we've made them up, could you really doubt that they, if you could, <laughs> you could make convincing ones up, dude? I, I likely could make some convincing... Between the three of us, we could make some convincing ones up. Between the three uh, of us, we could make convincing ones for every episode that doesn't have one, I bet you. Most likely. When we move on to our next show, we're going to continue this threat. It's we're going to make next oh, episode clues for I'm going to be so upset ourselves. when we're doing the next show and we're going to have to still make up next episode clues. There's so and we're going to have to make up glyphs as well. And, glyphs and like this random episode. characters that show up again in every single episode. The word, the word of the day is bullshit. <laughs> well, they all have to have like five, five letters or as many commercial breaks as there were in that episode. <laughs> That's how many Did letters we get. Hey guys, did you spot the bald man? Yeah, no, neither did I, but here's where he was. Yes, I did spot the bald man. He's a main recurring character on this show. He's in the opening credit sequence. It's just a badly photoshopped observer in the background of a shot. Look, he's at every major event. You mean like how they badly photoshopped the observers in this show? Yeah. And put them into paintings? Those were so bad. So, so, so here's what we have to do. We have to find a show that is so obscure that, like, there's almost, like, no reference to it. Like, it's very hard to, like, find copies. Then we have to make our own copy of the show that we badly crop an Observers into and release it into the world. Uh, I, I thought, don't know no, if that's no. possible. No, we got to do another show that's a, a huge cult hit that has multiple podcasts for it and pretend like we're the only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we got to do. Yeah, no, I spent a total of 10 minutes searching and I didn't find any podcasts about it. We must be the only Fringe podcast. Yep, that's that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, episode ratings. I'll go first because I never go first. This is a fun fucking episode. Uh, this is like a four and a half. This is super, super fun. It's got a fun yep. Fringe gimmick. It's got fun characters like the the special effects are really cool. Um, yeah. No, I really like this episode. And the cliffhanger is one of the better ones in Fringe because it is an actual clip. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd have to agree. Probably four and a half for me as well. Um, doesn't quite top last episode for me, but this is, yeah, no, this is a fun episode. And it's awesome that these were back to back. Oh, and yeah. we go back to back to back because, Nick, you know what next episode is. Uh, maybe. Oh, uh, you're gonna watch it. and You're gonna know what it is. It's gonna be fucking great. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, I'll give it a four. Maybe not a four and a half. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as last episode, but still a very good episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in we're in that fun stretch of fringe right now where um, we're gonna do. So we did last episode was really strong. This one's good and inches the plot along. Next one's super fun, and then it's episode nineteen. So we have like four good episodes all in a row. And then the finale, and then the which season I finale. is going to yeah. be good as well, this unless, is... it, unless it was shit, and you're not telling me. <laughs> Why would we ever tell you anything, David? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I think this is uh, the strongest stretch of episodes in this season, if not the series, in my opinion. I was going to say, possibly in the series, like, three There's or four really, like, really good episodes, in, episodes in a row is imp- impressive. <laughs> 
And if you want... Oh, wait. No. Has everyone done... Can I segue? No. Absolutely not. Now we talk about um, uh, Overwatch, I guess. Final Fantasy fourteen. And if you <laughs> want to hear us talk about those other really good episodes, then be <laughs> sure to follow us on Spotify. Um, that's the only one. We're only on Spotify now. Uh, Podbean, Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, anywhere you can get your podcast or podcatching service of your choice. If you would like to yell at us on Twitter, um, because we have hot takes on basically everything, give us a subject and we'll give you a hot take on it. Even if it's a super obscure one, I'm sure we can find some way to upset a large group of people all at once. You can tweet us a tweet at us at Forsap on Twitter. And if you really want an in-depth essay long hot take, David will be happy to oblige you if you email him directly at forsaf at gmail.com. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, yes, I am making this commitment to you. David will write an essay for you in, uh, what's a reasonable amount of time? Three days? Oh, God. Listen, we still have that promise for if we get a certain number of Twitter followers, we'll do a Metopia playthrough, which is now easier because they ported it to Switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, yes, if we, we had enough people promise. send in um, fan fiction, we were going to do a live fan fiction read. Yes, we made several promises, um, but we have no we get no user interaction. So Yeah, wow. so I can I, keep I can, I can keep making these promises. I'm very excited with all these promises. Uh, so yeah, punish me day. on for making all these promises and make us actually own up to them. Uh but until next time, outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.